I've had a couple of ongoing situations here just in the recent past that I really got some clarity on earlier this week that I'm very grateful for. And without going into all of the details, these were situations where people that I knew really well or actually trusted were, it became apparent that they were either being dishonest with me or were taking advantage to a certain degree. And I do, before I say anything else, I want to very emphatically say this because I feel like it's very important. Because I am human, because I am prone to behaving this way, and that I'm no different than anyone else in the spirit of full disclosure, I've had times in my life where I have treated people this way, and I certainly don't want to do that. I am endeavoring and have been for a long time to not do this, but I felt like it was very important to speak my truth uh, and share that, that anything that I say here is not meant to be taken, that I have never done this. I have been human. I have I have been that person before, and I'm not proud of it. And I certainly realize now and have realized for a long time the damage that this can do to relationships, no matter how intimate that they are, and even really just people that I come across on a daily basis, because I know that this is something that affects not only them, but it affects me when I'm, if I'm behaving this way. In this case, though, it was really the other way around. It was really, it was really me on the receiving end of this, and I felt myself earlier this week really, really get angry and frustrated about these situations. And what kept coming up more than anything, and I'm trying to really verbalize this in the, in the way that describes it most accurately, was that I really was angry and felt frustrated because I felt foolish. I, I was so wrapped up in all of these thoughts about you know, do these people, does this person or these people really think I'm this much of a fool? Do they really think that I am this gullible? Do they really think that, that, that I really, really believe what it is that they're saying to me? And I felt myself get really caught up in for, and this is for a period of time. Uh, you know, this could be, you know, I would say this would be probably cumulatively, uh, this would be hours, but it's it, every second that I am wrapped up in this is another second of my life that I'm wasting energy and time in re, in emotional reaction to something. And I felt myself go really deeply into really thinking a lot and reacting to this thought about, you know, did, does, does this person or do these people really think I'm this foolish? Do they really think that I don't know any better than this? And it took me a little bit and I finally realized, and it's been a while since I've been in this position and it's been a while since I've gone through something like this. And so this was really a fresh insight for me. And that's why I want to share it is that it became apparent to me at some point, my thoughts about this and my struggles with those thoughts, with what those thoughts made me feel like physically. And I tell when I tell you and say that when I say that these thoughts really caused a lot of feelings physically for me, they really, really did. And once I started tuning into that, 
I started realizing that how you know how unhealthy for me this really really was and is. But essentially, I found myself really wrapped up in feeling uh, the sense of what sometimes what Buddhists refer to as injured innocence. You know, how, who do these people think they are? Do they really think that you know that I'm falling for this? Do they really think that I'm believing them? Do they really think that I am you know foolish enough? to, you know, to really take what they're saying at face value. And at some point it really became more about what I thought about myself than it did about them or what I thought about them or about the situation. And that is to me the, I don't want to call it dangerous because I, I realize it could be dangerous depending on, depending on what I do with that thinking, what I do with those self-defeating thoughts that I am entertaining and uh, prolonging them. I'm giving, I'm breathing energy and life into them and perpetuating them. But in this case though, I don't want to really say it's dangerous, but if, if causing myself pain and suffering is dangerous, if wasting precious time and energy that I could be experiencing joy, I could be actually putting good energy out in the world. And this is whether or not I'm interacting with other people. The fact is that, you know, from an energetic standpoint, I've been taught that we all are connected. And so whatever energy it is that I am consumed with, I'm putting that out into the world regardless of what, you know, what I'm doing in that moment or who, you know, who I'm around in that moment. And I found myself really being completely wrapped up in not really even trying to constructively do anything about the situation in terms of my relationship with this person or people. And it was all really about, it's almost like in a way I became just completely wrapped up in my thoughts about myself. And at some point I realized and there again, this was another very fresh insight that I can get so busy wrapped up in my thoughts and can be so consumed with my thoughts about myself that I'm really not here anymore for my own life or to really be with anyone else in their lives. I really can't be of service fully. I really can't give anything of myself if I am not even here for this. And what's amazing is how we as human beings can go through life literally, I like to use the phrase autopilot, because if you stop and think about it, I had a teacher once uh, share this with me. You think about when you're, if you're driving a vehicle or you're, you know, riding a bicycle, whatever it may be, what, you know, some mode of transportation that if we do this habitually, we get to a point where we're really not actively seeing things as much as we think we are anymore. We're actually really doing things based on pattern recognition. We're doing things really that where our subconscious is really at the wheel, so to speak. And I found that mindfulness practice, so much of the benefit of this practice has been that it has brought me back from getting lost and just kind of, you know, with the phrase, phoning it in, in life and sleepwalk through life. And I've realized that it is possible to literally sleepwalk through this life from a consciousness standpoint. And I can go through the motions. I can do a lot of the repetitive things that I've done for a period of time and interact with people and not really be here at all. I can be so wrapped up in my own thoughts about myself and my thoughts about my inadequacies. And in this case, I was very wrapped up in feeling 
not, it wasn't so much that I was wrapped up in feeling foolish myself, but I was more wrapped up in, do they think that I'm foolish? Is that what this is about? And then at some point it is about me because of the fact that I am so caught up in feeling insulted and this sense of injured innocence that, you know, how, how dare they think this of me? Don't they know I'm smarter than this? And then at some point it, it morphs into a situation where I feel like I have something to prove. And I, I've been in relationships before and had friendships and, and acquaintances where I've been so busy trying to prove that I'm either not this way that I think that they think I am or that I am this way and I don't know if they really believe it or not that I'm not even real. I'm not even, I'm no longer really in any kind of relationship with them because I'm, I really have my own agenda. I'm so busy, you know, worrying about what they think about me or speculating what they think about me. And it's amazing how I can have relationships with people, how I can interact with people and be completely caught up in my, my own projections about who I think that I am. And there's a lot going on there. I mean, in terms of, you know, energetically speaking, in terms of just the, our mental bandwidth that gets taken up with all of these thoughts, all of these beliefs about who we think we are, who other people think we are. And I know that, I know that not everyone struggles to this extent, to this degree. And for some people I've met, it's not really much of a struggle at all. So I don't want to assume that this is something that resonates for everyone who's hearing this. But I've talked to enough people to know that there are different, you know, subtle forms, subtle shades and gradations of this general struggle and this need to prove ourselves to a certain degree that, you know, we're not what we think people think that we are. And when I'm doing that, I also have realized from, you know, from the standpoint of mindfulness practice, because it's allowed me to come back to this moment and really pay attention to these thoughts and not believe everything I'm thinking about what I'm feeling, that I can actually, if I let go of these things, I actually can come back here and just be who I really am. And for me, one of the things that mindfulness practice has enabled me to be able to do is exactly that. In other words, I can sit down with somebody, I can work with someone, and meet new people. And it does, I mean, this is available to all of us. I mean, for me, this feels like a monumental thing because I spent most of my life not being able to do this. Uh, and it's been a long-term work in progress, you know, practicing mindfulness for decades to get to a place and also to heal all of these things. I realize that mindfulness practice is really in my mind, in my mind and in my experiences, not even in my mind, but just based on my own experience and my own journey, that it's really the base of beginning to wake up from this dream that, that, that I was living in, where I really wasn't seeing, you know, the absolute reality. I was living in my own relative reality, the way that I thought that it was, and the way that I thought that it was is not the way that it was. And at some point, and I can say that learning how to just authentically, genuinely be myself while it is something that I can, you know, I have fleeting periods of time where I can do that if I get out of my own way and allow myself to do it, that I never would have been able to do that had I not started practicing mindfulness, had I not had some way to meditatively calm my mind, first of all, to the point where I can be receptive enough to utilize the consciousness that all humans have to 
create that that's head space, that mind space of awareness to be able to get some insight into what it is that I'm thinking. And at first it was very, very ugly. It was not pretty to look at. It did not feel good. And I have taught people before and have worked with people that are just starting this practice and finding that they absolutely positively despise the experience of really paying attention to their own thoughts. And, and it is a lot of it is because it is something that if we've not ever done that before, sometimes it is like the, the most uh, overwhelming sight to behold, so to speak, to really start to see what it is that we've been thinking and what we've been consumed with that isn't really real from a, from a, from a, uh, the standpoint of absolute reality and that all to be able to really see through this and realize that what we thought was going on, isn't really going on at all. Uh, it is, it is mind blowing. It is, and it's life changing. And what I found this week was that I had really, and there, and this was fueled and not to get too overly complex about this because, or to get off topic, but I think what was fueling this was there was some hurt, there was hurt and there was pain that was coming, that this was coming from and which is a whole other level that's in terms of, of emotional healing, uh, that was really the source of a lot of this and, I, and, I've, and I've learned, it took me a long time to realize mindfulness practice is usually not where I'm going to find the source of this pain and hurt. Uh, it's going to really help me to be able to see what it is that I'm thinking. It's going to help me to be, and it's really to me is the most important in my own humble opinion is my, is the really the most important first step is that if I can get control of my mind, I really won't be able to heal any of these emotions in any meaningful way until I can have a calm mind until I can actually be able to rationally and objectively look at the thoughts that I'm having and this week it was a struggle because these you know the, the the situations I was having were people that I really did trust that I really did love and appreciate and these are the situations that I it was very hard for me to get past the the what I call the uh, uh, you know there or not what I call it I didn't certainly didn't make this up the affair of the heart so to speak I you know my heart was hurting I felt very betrayed. I felt very upset. I felt very hurt and, and uh, taken for granted. And most importantly, I felt that uh, I felt hurt and insulted that someone would think that I would be gullible enough to believe something that clearly really was not true. And that hurt. It really did. And there was some personal pride wrapped up in that, and I freely admit that. I, and in order for me to cut through all of this, to cut through all of the complexity of this, it was very necessary for me to get my mind calm using meditative practices and then begin to just look at my own thoughts. In other words, I couldn't fix all of this. I still really can't fix all of this. All I can do is fix it for myself. I can't do anything about the other people that are involved in this situation. I can speak my truth to them, but, and I, and that is something that I will be doing, but I don't, I certainly don't want to do it when I'm angry. I certainly don't want to do it when I'm hurt because I know that I won't really truly be able to communicate uh, what it is that I want to say. And the other side of this is that, and this is a tough one. This is one of the most difficult ones that I, and I'm still wrestling with this one, 
when I really, really feel hurt, when I really feel insulted, they're just thoughts. That's that's the first part of this, and that's painful enough at times to really see through see through that and see the truth of that. That it's really my thoughts about feeling foolish. It's my thoughts about someone thinking that I'm foolish enough to believe something. And how could they even think this? What did it? What it is it that? What is it that I've done that they would think this? And I realize all that stuff is just thoughts. And that's really what it boils down to. That's the first part of this. Uh, and then the second part of this is that I really have to look at the fact that so much of this is about it's it's I'm I'm making it more about me than it than it really needs to be. In other words, I you know this situation, and I really can't ever heal from this until I let go of the need to somehow lash out, and that's usually what what I find fuels the need to lash out at someone, the need to, in a, in a, not in a constructive way, uh, the need to vent anger and frustration is really coming from a place where I'm making it more about me than the situation really is. And that I find is, is can be incredibly challenging. Uh, and it takes time to work with and unpack all of this stuff. It can, you know, it can, it can feel really overwhelming to be overcome with these emotions and, what makes it even more painful and difficult sometimes is that I'm not only, not only am I, and to come to a place where I can see I'm not only overcome with emotions, but what's really crippling me and what's really keeping me from having the ability to see this clearly and to heal it and to decide what it is that I need to do if I need to do something is that I am overcome uh, from a, in my mind. I am mentally overcome with this, not just emotionally, not just in my heart, not just in my body, but in my mind. And because it is all connected, there is emotional hurt and pain there, but it's, you know, what's going on in the mind, all the thoughts and the, rea- and the internal reactions, which sometimes are very strong and very severe, that it's no wonder that I can't get a real read on what's going on. There's no way I can see my way through this because whatever I would use to see my way through this is completely consumed in thought and in believing everything that I'm thinking about what I'm feeling. And I realize that uh, if, I'm, if, if, if anyone's going to think that I'm foolish enough or gullible enough to believe something, it really and truly what it comes down to is that that's their business and not mine, that really I don't have to prove anything, or nor does anyone have to prove anything to anyone else. Uh, but if I really believe that I am, that's really where, that's really where the challenge is. If there is a problem, that's where it is that if I'm the one that's believing that I'm foolish and if I think that I'm foolish enough that someone thinks I'm gull or gullible enough to believe something, then that's really my own work on myself. In other words, or it's my own projection about what I think that other people think about me. And once I can begin to start working with those thoughts and paying attention to them and really getting a a feel for what's really happening in my head, then I can begin to heal that. And then I can begin to heal my heart. And at some point when it's appropriate, I can really say what I need. I can speak my truth. I can say what I need to say to this person or people when it's coming from a place of, of, of genuine knowing what it is that, that, that's really going on and how I really feel. And it's not clouded by all of these obsessive thoughts and replaying these situations that happened that upset me so much. Uh, I've got a much better chance of getting some closure on this for myself and I've got a much better chance of of repairing the relationship that I have with other people 
who I am in, you know, in the midst of some sort of struggle with in this regard. And I may find out that the struggle that I think that I have with other people, and I'll really end this on this note, is that, you know, when I think that I have struggles with other people, and I may be right, I may have struggles with other people. Uh, and it's not, you know, to, it's not out of, it's not out of the bounds of reality or, or reason to think that I do. But what I have found more importantly than that is that it is uh, the struggles that I have with myself. Most of my struggles in life have been way more with myself and about myself than they've been about other people. And the only way I could ever see that has been to begin to practice mindfulness and to sustain a mindfulness practice and to really be here. Uh, and I, I can't really get a perspective on any of this. I really can't see what's going on unless I'm here paying attention, being aware of what my mind is doing. And this practice, thankfully, has made it much easier for me to do that. It's not always easy. It is work, and it continues to be work. Uh, you know, it's almost 30 years on for me, and it's still work, but it's work that I want to do. At some point, I realized I, I not only... I wouldn't say I have to continue this, but I want to continue it because it's helped It's helped me heal and it's helped me be more fully human and it's helped me want to be here. And that's really, as my one of my teachers said, being here really is the point. And I really do, I feel that, I agree with that. And what's allowed me to be here is this practice.